You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On ACC. I've got my guy Drake in the building for Freestyle Friday. Drake, how has your week been? Because everyone's been telling me the good weather that they've been feeling in their respective cities and states, but I'm I want to know if Florida is just as good. See, oh, I'm not in Florida yet. I'm still Ooh. moving. Actually, I'm still in the Baltimore area. Actually, it okay. is hot as hell up here, and it sucks <laughs> because I had to pack a moving truck by myself yesterday. Ooh. So I'm out there, and I still have like I'm still wearing a hoodie. Like, oh, it'll be fine. It's like 75 degrees this morning. No, it was like 93 degrees literally while I'm in the middle of the back of a truck. I'm like, oh, this is a terrible idea. But the weather's fine up here back home in Coconut Creek where I'm going to be going right now. It's really, really nice. So I'm very looking forward to actually being out there and get a little sun. The fact that you wore a hoodie to help with moving, I, I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm concerned for my, your well-being. Not one of my best moves, trust me. Not <laughs> one of my best moves. I'm, I'm a bigger guy, though, so I rock ladies and shorts and uh, sweatshorts. So. I mean, you lost at least 10 pounds. Yeah, I'm going to tell people that too. So, you know, <laughs> at least someone noticed. <laughs> All you have to do is lift weights for the rest of the week and you'll be good to go. There we go. Well, today's episode is going to focus a lot on our last two schools in the AC conference because, of course, we didn't have 15 this go round because Notre Dame decided they were piecing out on us. We have Duke and Wake Forest to talk about. It won't be for long because we all know when you're sitting at the bottom, it's hard to really kind of, you know, pour into the goodness so it'll be short and sweet and then we'll get to our favorite segment where we'll talk about our good old-fashioned that is what is the favorite uh, sporting sporting event that drake has ever watched witnessed been a part of he'll tell you that towards the end of the show i'm sure it'll be a good time so i'm going to leave some extra time for that to go down but first up we're going to in this acc rankings 24 7 sports conversation about the football teams sitting at number 13 you've got duke who, if, I, if you didn't catch yesterday's show, Tyler Aki from Locked on Syracuse talked about how David Cutcliffe, Coach Cutcliffe, was someone who has a job forever with Duke. Like, he doesn't have to ever worry about his job being in jeopardy. And I argue to say, halfway true, but also we might not let you go because we're, you know, thinking of bad performance, but maybe you want to retire. You know, maybe it's just that time. You've done all you can, and we're trying to, you know, take the program to the next level. But also, on the other hand, do we even really care that much about Duke football? It's a lot going on there. So, Drake, let's break it down. Yeah, here's the thing with Coach Cutcliffe. We actually talked to some people on the Duke B&M. I don't think he has as much security as our boy was saying yesterday, Mm. primarily because he might be the victim of his own success because he did win the Coastal, what, in 2013 when we played them before we played the national championship. And since then, it's been very lackluster. I mean, he does have an overall losing record. And the big thing for his entire resume is that he was the OC for Peyton Manning. That's like me playing quarterback Alabama, throwing to Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, and John Meachie too. Like, yeah. to me, it's really nothing at all with that. And I mean, I know Duke is primarily is going to be a basketball school first, especially with their AD. I want to say it's Danny White's brother. I forgot his first name is escaping Actually, me. Actually, their oh. AD is now Miss Nina King. That's right. You're yes. right. Yes. Thanks for catching me on that. It's all good. You know, we gotta we gotta rep our queens when we can. Doesn't happen. You're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. My bad. With <laughs> respect on Mr. King's name. Sorry about that, yeah. Nina King. No, but to me, they're always gonna be a basketball school first. Mm. I 
think also Cutcliffe isn't much for longer. So I don't think that he's primarily going to be a concern moving forward. I think maybe three in three years, he might be talked about into retirement because they, I think they probably do want to be a little bit better at football because they do support the football team decently well when it comes to finances, actually with fandom actually going to the games. And you know, fun fact, I actually used to work for Blue, Blue Devil Athletics and we, I worked with this uh, event management company and we essentially put on the football games. And so I have been in thrust, in, engulfed in Duke football country, right? And I will say, like, it's a vibe. I can't even, I'm not even going to hold you. Duke football is a vibe, but it's a vibe because you get a lot of space. It's not too crowded, <laughs> not super packed. You know, it's not a lot of like craziness going on. There's some good quality football, right? But people aren't so upset. Like they lose, it's like, meh, I have my wine and cocktails. I'm good. You know, it's, it's another day at the, the office. I'm, I'm fine. At the, at the country club, you mean? <laughs> exactly. You go I mean, play golf at Washington Duke, and then you come back, and you're like, oh, I might catch a, catch a football game. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I mean, they do get, like, decent support, but they don't get the same support as basketball. Obviously, that's their bread and butter. They're a, they're a blue, but also with lacrosse, too. Duke lacrosse, I think, was in the uh, championships this past weekend in, in, in the bracket. They're also good with that. But, I mean, yeah. the football team in general, like, they – what was weird about last year, they did finish two and nine. I think if I remember correctly, they uh-huh. were dead last and they actually had four players drafted in the NFL. Uh-huh. And that's the most in their entire school history since 1973, yeah. which is bewildering to me. So that just tells me that right now, if I'm the AD there, if I miss Nina King, I'll be like, Hey, cut. Listen, <laughs> the roster you have with Mateo Durant now and boom, shakalaka Hayward coming back to right now, <laughs> you need to pick something up. Cause you had Demu Cage and Chris Rumpf and you finished two and nine and no offense to my own school. You lost to a Florida state team by 20 points. The one of the worst teams in their own school history. Come on, man. Come on. It's not adding up. Something's not adding up, which is tough because I think, you know, you talk about Victor, who's obviously one of my favorites and Chris Rump. I think they are two studs who are going to do really well in the league. It's, it's hard to imagine only being able to pick up two wins. And then you look at last season when I was covering the Carolina Duke game, like they got throttled and it was confusing, (laughs) right? Because we're so used to at least a battle, but it wasn't even that. And again, like you mentioned, they have studs, they have one-offs and Coach Cut is known for getting guys to the next level. Daniel Jones probably wasn't an NFL quarterback before Coach Cut club got to him, had the right people in the right room, the right politics. You know what I'm saying? I mean, still, so, he still he still isn't right now with the Giants, but that's the conversation for another day. I know, yeah, I know. No. you're a Giants fan, right? Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. It's tough, right? I'm like, <laughs> but, this is, to me, a make it break a year for Daniel Jones. Since we're talking about Duke, we can do this. It's definitely a make it break a year for him. But I also think that, again, it reminds me of a Danny Green for the Spurs or Danny Green trying to make his way in the league, you got to figure out what your ish is and you got to be damn good at it, right? Like you can get, you can fake certain things in certain leagues, but like NFL, NBA, you cannot fake being a halfway decent player because you're going to get exposed. So it's not all the politics in the world ain't going to help you. I mean, yeah, that's why Danny Green only shoots three. That's why everyone I think with LA Lakers is like, you were brought here to do one thing and one thing only. <laughs> and for the first half of the year, you can't even hit a damn corner three. That's the only reason we're paying you that much money. But no, with Cut, he's supposed to be this QB whisperer ever since, you know, Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. And they had Chase Bryce come in, who I thought could have been decent. I, I mean, I've seen him, in, you know, in uh, what's it called? Pickup, you know, like in the last like 20, in garbage time. And he was absolutely horrible. And he's now gone now. He transferred over to Appalachian State. 
And now they have two kids who they have no idea with Gunnar Holmberg, who has been hurt for the majority of his career. And Luca Diamante, who I saw throw eight passes. He looked fine up until he threw a horrendous pick to our linebacker. So they, they have nothing there. (laughs) Chase Bryce, I think was the hat 70, 80% of the reason why. Duke was not in games last season. He could not protect the ball to save his life. He, I think he had more interceptions than, uh, than a complete borderline. I don't even know more interceptions and touchdowns. I think he had more interceptions and touchdowns. That's what the I was going for. It was at least 15 interceptions on the year. I can go look at it and, you know, I'm not going to waste time. I'm going to hold anybody because he's not here anymore. But like my guy couldn't protect the ball. If it's like, he was not even a good floor manager, good game manager. He couldn't even do that. Yeah, by the way, you were right about that. They had 10 touchdowns and 15 See? picks. See? They, you know, I'm a smart girl. I just <laughs> feel like, you know, at the end of the day, it's the quarterback position, and you claim to have a coach who is a quarterback whisperer. So, Holmberg is going to have to have one hell of a year, right? And I think it's a lot of pressure. But defensively, I feel like Duke has always been, you know, fairly solid. They have – uh, they're always going to be a okay, cool kind of team. Like we're good, we're not great, but we're good, good enough. But can they get to that next level where they're having five to six guys going to the league? Or what do you, you know, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other? Would you rather get guys going to the league, getting an education from Duke, or do you actually want to have good seasons, get good wins, potentially be competitors in the coastal? I mean, yeah, that's the real question there. Cause you know, a Duke degree in undergrad is going to, that's a Duke degree from undergrad. I've never, yeah. you know, shit on that because that's literally the top 10 school in the country. And if you want to go right. to grad school there as well, if you make a grad transfer, right. I highly recommend either going there for their MBA or law school program or go somewhere like Northwestern. Cause they're basically to me a little bit equal. I said Northwestern's a little bit better, but that, <laughs> I'll let that dissect for a little longer. But yeah, like that's, if you want to play meaningful football games and be good at and actually be in those games, you're not going to Duke, but if you, I guess, want that, you know, the education and that experience, but still also be playing football at the same time, then I think Duke is probably one of the best fits for that. That's a very good point. Well, we have to talk not only about Duke, but also looking on the other side for Wake Forest, a team very similar to Duke, both private schools, both figuring out who they are, but both to me seem like, yeah, their programs put money into their, or their administrations put money and time and energy into their football programs, but do they, do they really? Yesterday, Tyler Aki asked me about, you know, what we thought about the coaches that could potentially have contracts that were not on the fringe. Cutcliffe was mentioned, but I, I brought up Clawson. So I want to hear your opinions on that. But first, I want you guys to make sure that you get into these amazing treats that he, keep you fit and help you stay nice and tone. Lean on Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Got my man Drake here on Freestyle Friday, talking about Duke a little bit. Now moving on to Wake Forest, very similar schools, very similar sitting at the bottoms here. And listen, when you talk about motivation, Coach Clawson's got to go in and tell his team, man, they think you guys are the worst team in the ACC. They think y'all, when you go into off-season training, gearing up for the season, they think you guys are the worst team in the ACC. 
And I'm trying to feel like, how do I get motivated? Because when I look to my left and my right, I'm like, I don't know if I got the dogs on <laughs> number seven, right? Like, I just, I don't know. But I think Coach Clausen also is a coach that could, his job seems to be pretty secure. Nobody seems to be worried about whether or not he's going to get there. But like I said, I look to my left and my right and I'm a little bit nervous. I think Dave Claus is the perfect coach for Wake Forest. And mm-hmm. I mean that because if, for those of you who don't know, Wake Forest is a small private school. They are the smallest power five conference school by undergraduate enrollment. They only have 5,000 kids in undergrad. So a lot of these players actually are going to be in your normal classes with everybody else. Cause everyone, you know, because they have a high academic standard to get in there to begin with. And then Dave Clawson, I remember he's removed from, he had an eight and five year the year before. He's not a bad coach. He also yeah. is a pretty good recruiter with given the circumstances that he has right now. Cause he's recruiting like Notre Dame. Cause they have such a high academic, you know, threshold. Right. And I think you can see with Sam Hartman, who I'm a huge fan of mainly because one thing you know about me, I love reality TV, especially trash TV. If it's not house, real housewives, <laughs> I am a big Bravo guy. And I'm a, I love QB one. And Sam Hartman was one of the, I think on season two of QB one. Okay. And he just seems like a likable guy. He was there with under Will Greer's dad. And mm-hmm. it was like him. I think Justin Fields and Lance LeJean. It was a great season. And he, I think he's a really, really good QB. The only reason he didn't start two years ago was because of someone by the name of Jamie Newman, who also Dave Clawson recruited there. So I think Dave Clawson to me is the perfect coach to put in there. And last year, if you look at their games, a lot of their losses were particularly close. UNC, they only lost by six points. Mm-hmm. NC State lost by three. I think, let's see. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're a pretty damn solid team. So I don't understand why people think, you know, like he's not going to go anywhere. If I'm them, I would just keep re-upping him. He should be like coach ham at FSU. Just get, 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 be there for 20, 30 years. Okay. Well, Hartman definitely will enter that, enter his junior season with over 4,000 4,700 yards rather and 30 touchdowns. And he's getting his third year career start. I think he is going to lead this team. I don't think that they're the dead last team. No. I don't know who the dead last team is. I'm borderline saying Duke, but I don't even think they're even 13. I think they're probably a sneaky 10. And there's some other teams that, Louisville sitting pretty high, a lot higher than I thought they would. Oh, I think Louisville's trash, but that I think <laughs> number nine. Yeah. Num- yeah. I think they should be 12. I think Wake Forest is better than Louisville. I, also I think f- Wake Forest is better than Syracuse. Yeah. Syracuse is also pretty bad. I also don't think, <laughs> I think Dino Babers is a decent coach, but I think he's definitely hitting a wall right now. He's, he might not finish out this year, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. And it's then, been a while since we've seen coaches like not finish. Like to me personally, I thought in 2020, I wouldn't see coaches get fired only because you've got to be kidding me. How hard is it to try and coach men in general off the strength, 18, 22 year olds, get them right on mm-hmm. a regular year. And then you add on a global issue. Come on now. Why are we even talking about hiring? Right. Then people got family. We all just try to survive. And you talking about like, can you give me some wins? Like that's just crazy. I will say though, when a coach gets fired, you know, before the contract's up, they get that, you know, that big, you know, not severance package, but they get the huge buyout. True. Like True. Muschamp, I think is about to make $18 million for literally he's going to be at Georgia being an analyst for an extra, I think 250 K. Yeah. I mean, yeah. damn. I mean, like, I mean, that's true. But also like with, I guess with the rankings right now, as I see them, like I definitely Boston calls to me is too low. Mm-hmm. I love my four state terminals. You guys know that, but we're not number four. That's mainly off of the, you know, what our roster should be, but yeah. I've seen our offensive line for four years until I see, you know, get a little better this year. <laughs> it's with that Georgia tech should be higher. Virginia tech. I think they're, eh, they're whatever in my personal opinion. And Miami shouldn't be too. I think that's a fucking joke. Sorry. Yeah. Do you think that Clemson and Carolina are the top two? I think Carolina's one and Clemson is two. No one else is going to be brave enough to say that this week because I've been listening to everything. Let's but go. here's here's the thing: like 
the, we get, we have the opportunity as podcasters you know, to give, put our opinion out there. Yeah. If, if you don't agree with it, you can just tune us out. But if Absolutely. we're right, I get to point that out, post on Twitter and be like, I told y'all. <laughs> and to me, North Carolina is a, is probably a better team. They have the better quarterback. They have the Mac Brown's a pretty damn good coach. Dabo. I think he has DJ. I don't think DJ is a bet. I think he's going to be, have some issues this coming year. So UNC to me is a top team in the conference. So yesterday I was on the radio, shout out to 99.9, the fan in our local area here in Raleigh. And we had Wes Durham on and we were interviewing him and he was talking about Clemson. You know, I brought the point of they're just not the Clemson of old. And one of the stick, sticking points he said was he felt like the defense might be an issue. And it's funny because we talked about in the beginning of we the did. season, you know, that being something that feels like it's on lock. And so it's very interesting, you know, the several dynamics of this, but I, I don't want to get too hype on Carolina. I don't want to get too excited. Cause that's how, if I get too excited and I get too into it, they're going to let me down. Yeah. So I got to keep it. I got to keep it even. <laughs> I got to keep it even. Like I got, I really can enjoy games. It's funny because my boyfriend he went to NC state. And so <laughs> I can't, He's like, you're just so much different when you watch basketball. You're not the same when you watch college Carolina football. I'm like, I'm not because I'm so in I don't know why. And I think it's because going to school, like basketball was just so glorified and like, oh my gosh, these guys do not like breathe unless I can I catch the oxygen that they just came out of their mouth. Like that's how much people love Carolina basketball. So I thought I, I was more akin to football and loving all that stuff. And so like I'm hardcore football Carolina football girl do not play about will cuss at tv working on it not to get emotionally worked up to where I'm not mad the next day but like I've I've, I've graduated from that but I can definitely get very upset about stupid losses like the Virginia and Florida State loss last season no I know I I wasn't gonna bring that up because trust me that (laughs) no you're good that that tale too has man because y'all Y'all beat the brakes off of us the second half. It wasn't for the last, I think, two or three drops on that last drive. He Both probably would have won that home, game. It's okay. Uh, no, he didn't, but that's whatever. <laughs> I mean, he also pulled down our DB in the play before, then got 30 or 25 yard pass. So we're not going dis- <laughs> to dissect that any further. But with UNC, like to me, that's just a better team overall. Um, and by that, I mean Clemson. It's the defense for me. The defense could be really good. And, yeah. but the fact of the matter is, that, yeah, I said last week that they have a lot, they play like a lot of young kids. That could have been the reason why Venables has, didn't do as great. But also, like, they don't have, um, like, as many dogs as, you know, we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Venables, mm-hmm. as you know, has been great for how long he's been there, eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. The problem is, like, sometimes your time has to run out. Yeah. And I think them losing to LSU the year before kind of showed that. And then last year when Justin Fields was just literally just Superman on the field, that's the last time he was doing And I say that because as, FS, as an FSU fan, mm-hmm. I saw Oregon on national TV literally destroy my program Mm -hmm. at the Rose Bowl. We lost to them by 54 to 26. And I, every single year, I see that damn gif of James Winston going backwards and fumbling the ball (laughs) into the Oregon player. And to me, the equivalent of that is Justin Fields coming back onto the field and beating Clemson by 20 points. So to me, Clemson is not the same Clemson as you are because I just, the parallels to me are just so eerily similar. So who is going to win the whole thing? The whole, whole thing? The whole, whole thing. When we see people in Charlotte, who are the two teams and who's going to win it? <laughs> You're talking about the ACC conference or just like the yeah. CFP? ACC. Oh, the, oh, the ACC, I think, is, I think it's North Carolina. I think it's going to be North Carolina probably versus Clemson. 
but I yeah. still think North Carolina is going to win that. I'll, I'm going to be the optimist one for you. So you don't get hurt. Cause trust me, I got you. I got you. The first cut is the deepest. You know, I, I saw Carolina play Clemson in the ACC championship back in what, 2015. My heart broke because they called off sides when it really wasn't. And I haven't been the same since. And, you know, for marketing purposes, they love to have Clemson go to the CF. And that was when it was like newer and like, what it was still like, a, we want to ensure that an ACC team gets to the college football playoffs. And, <laughs> You know, I believe in the Illuminati. So <laughs> I was definitely like Carolina got gypped for a very, very like a horrible call, horrible officiating all around. Everyone should be fired. But no, I, I, I'm not going to say Carolina's going to win the whole thing. I'm not going to get too excited on myself. I will not be upset, but I do think a team that's going to be sneaky good besides Boston college, who I've been saying for a while now, I think NC State is going to finish top four. I think they are. I think they have the pieces. I think they have the right quarterback. I think if he stays healthy, they have defensively definitely some dogs. And I think also, you know, Mecca Mezzi is going to have a great season. So I'm, I'm feeling like NC State is about to ruffle some feathers. They could mess around and win the Atlantic, but I don't want to get too excited. You know, I just, I don't like to be too excited about myself. I don't like to be wrong because you just can't be wrong as a girl. They, they don't allow that. I don't, for whatever reason, but. They're, they're going to start off 0-2, just a heads up. UNC <laughs> State, I want, I want that on the record right now. So. <laughs> you never know. I'm, ex- I'm excited for the season. I've seen some NC State's whoop on some Florida State. So I just, I'm just saying. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's going to be a very, very interesting fight. But all that to say. I think the ACC has gotten stronger in football. This is our last week talking about football heavily because we're about to go into a three-time-a-week, thank God, session. So saying that all to say, I think the ACC overall is going to be stronger, and hopefully we don't go – everybody loses a conference bowl. I mean, a bowl game, excuse me, a bowl game, because that our postseason play last season was terrible, tragic, truly. Yeah, that's the one thing that we, we usually can hang our hat on that we show for bowl games. And we yeah. didn't win a single one last year. Like, it was just, I remember Wake got destroyed by Wisconsin, who had, I think, I think Graham Merch was back in there. NC State lost to Kentucky by two, which is a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky, like, that's a sneaky, decent team. But, yeah, overall, just, like, I do think that, that finally, I think we're going to start to see the turnaround. And I think it's also equivalent because Clemson's not going to be as sort of, like, you know, that sterling, that, you know, that was the word. Um, immortal or, you know, unpenetrable um, individual. So I definitely, definitely see that we're going to be really good across the board. And I, to me, the ACC is probably the, probably the second best conference out there, you know, pushing the big 10 for that. Cause the PAC 12 isn't a real, you know, power five conference. I've always said that the big 12 doesn't, doesn't the big 12 doesn't play defense. That's and funny that you say that because Ken from Monday said that the big 12 is, doesn't deserve the power five at all. The Big 12's got Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Texas, who I think is on a rebound. The Pac-12 to me just doesn't is, is just a, they have less offense. Who's their who's their parent of power? A USC team that hasn't been good since I was like 13 back in 04. Like to me, I don't know. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Look, I'm not mad at it whatsoever, but I think that Carolina, you know, after losing Texas A&M, at least showed something. So people are going to be high on them. Hopefully, they get in the college football playoff conversation. I hope we get two. I hope Clemson's there as well. Whoever whoever needs to step up. But again, just went, just show up and prove. I think 2020 was, you know, far gone. We've all had springs now. No excuses, really. I think that's it. And I hope everyone beats Notre Dame. Because a lot of people have them on the schedule still. I hope we don't go to the whole like, oh, they're Notre Dame. They're so like, show why the ACC is ACC and that why Notre Dame should have stayed. Agreed. I, and that's our first game, and I've been already been telling everybody <laughs> on our podcast that we're we have a very very good shot of upsetting them week one because they have they're not bringing a lot back. Right. And I'm I'm just 
I'm with you. I'm just sick and tired of all the heap and praise that they're getting. And I went to the, I went to the game two years ago. I remember us getting absolutely blown out against Notre Dame <laughs> in South Bend. And I'm a South Florida kid. I may have been living up here in Baltimore for three years, but it was pretty damn cold. I think it was like almost in a single digits. And I watched my team get their ass kicked. So you know what? I'll be there <laughs> September 5th. And trust me, we're going to be seeking that W. There you go. Well, if you're looking to bet on ACC football this fall, make, make sure you guys hit up betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports. This week has a ton of sports action on the go, so make sure you hit that up. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to the Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs into the playoffs. There it is. <clears throat> Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So we're finishing up. On today's show, we are talking all fun. We've had our guests all week share their favorite, most exciting wild times they rush fields we had people talking about just the energy they felt at certain games that they've ever attended and there were some close calls with losses despite losing they still enjoyed it so drake it's your time to shine on this freestyle friday what is the best acc game you've ever attended watched yourself so this is really hard so i'm going to stick with the <laughs> i'm going to stick with the um the one i've been to because if, if it's the one i watched i'm just going to pick the national championship over auburn because that was probably that was the end of the BCS era. We were the first team that won the BCS national championship back in 1999 and we beat them. It'd be the last team in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm actually going to pick a team, a game that's not both ACC, ACC players. I'm going to go with our game against Florida in 2013. Okay. Now I know for the past two weeks, you know, I've been saying a lot of stuff about Miami and don't get me wrong. I dislike Miami with a passion, mm-hmm. but I, but Florida is probably the only team professionally or, or college or otherwise that I can't stand more than like more than Miami. And to me, that's that, hard to believe. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you get to know me a little better, you'll, you'll see how deep that runs. But with the university of Florida, that was a noon game. Uh, I went to almost every single game, just traveled for that, that year because for 2013 and for that game, I remember it was at noon. I had traveled there with a few friends of mine, stayed with a friend of mine over in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment that I kind of had a feeling like, wow, this team is really for real. We had been Clemson like, you know, a month before we beat them like 51 to 14 or something like that. But to me, it was still wasn't that, it wasn't that real yet. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Kelvin Benjamin go across the middle, catch a pass. He gets popped by one DB. He's still running, gets popped by another DB is still running. And I'm like, Kelvin Benjamin's big ass is running all the way down for a touchdown. And I'm sitting there up in the nosebleeds. It's dead quiet. And I'm just sitting there just screaming my head off. And there's a sea of orange and blue. Yeah, and I'm just yelling, and that would probably to me was probably the best feeling I think I've had winning a football game that I was at. Another one that was really close to that I almost picked yeah. was Clemson the year the year after, mm-hmm. and that was primarily because James didn't start that game. It's actually with Sean McGuire. James was suspended, and we I thought we were going to lose that game. Was it the Crabs? <laughs> no, it was the one where he yelled the obscenity in the middle of the student union. Uh... Actually, we had a. A few fr- I, a few friends of mine were there, and I'm like, why? That's a special time. I'm not going to get d- deep into that because that was just dumb. <laughs> but Sean McGuire had started, and we're about to lose the game, and mm-hmm. then they fumble the ball, and then there's the video of Sean McGuire. He has his helmet off, and he's like, holy shit, we just got the ball back. And then he leads us to tie the game, and we win the game in OT, and that to yeah. me, like, like that was just – 
close second. Listen, those are two qualities. Shout out to Kelvin Benjamin, another uh, giant potentially. <laughs> I play, he still play time from the beginning. He's a big dude, not super fast, but has great hands. I I 100% agree, but after a while, you start the ego of a football player, especially a wide receiver, is real interesting. And so eventually you're going to get upset when you realize that people ain't going for, you know, biscuit having biscuit Benjamin, right? You're going to have to lose some weight, and I don't think he could get over that, huh? I mean, that was one of the big things, too. I always just see him actually at Chipotle, the one like next to my house. He was always there grabbing two, like one for him and one for his daughter back home. And I'm like, you're a big dude. But like, yeah. and you see him just like it snowballs and all. But I think if he actually keeps the weight down from what I'm hearing, like from my sources back in Tallahassee, he's been working really hard for that. He's been training, you know, to come back as a tight end. Because now he knows, like, I can't play wide because I'm not super fast. But I have these hands. I have the frame. And I'm not afraid to get hit. I will go grab the ball. So you definitely have a good one if he actually makes it out of camp. That'll be a weapon for your boy, uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, he's going to need all the weapons because it's like I said, Shane, it was not Shannon Sharp. What is my guy's name? The short. Oh my God. I see his face. Sterling Sharp. Yes. He Sharper. has to have, yeah, he has to have one hell of a year because I don't know why we kept him as long as we have, but you know, he's a nice guy, but nice guys don't win me games. <laughs> But he needs to have a breakout game. Daniel needs to come on and get it. And Saquon needs to stay healthy because if he cannot stay healthy, I'm starting to feel like we need to have trade conversations because it's great that you have quads as big as they. Yeah. But if you can't actually be on the field using them, what's the point? Yeah, you might be running into a David Johnson scenario and you don't <laughs> yeah. want to get into that point. Of the Ooh, right man, David Johnson. What? I, don't, that's a, I was about to say something rude, but man, that's tough. <laughs> he had a tough go. You know, he was somebody who definitely burst on the scene, it seemed like, and then just really sput out like real quick. So, yeah, and now he's known as the guy that got traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and DeAndre's balling. And I think that the Cardinals might actually be balling this season. Speaking of Clemson wide receivers, um, my guy guy who also played basketball, which is always crazy, you know, having guys do the dual thing. But mm. needless to say, we hope you guys have enjoyed the week. We hope you have enjoyed listening to our conversations from our respective hosts about their favorite matchups. I told you guys that mine was watching Carolina almost beat Clemson because I felt like that was the game that let me know, okay, we 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 about here. We we on the cusp, right? And mind you, Clemson didn't wake up till about the third and fourth quarter, but we were right there. So I think that's something exciting. But also, you guys have to know a little bit more about us. Next week, we will have some action talking, recapping some of the lacrosse. You know, thank God you're not on the Monday show, so you don't have to recross, you don't have to recap lacrosse. But we've got three good teams with Carolina, Syracuse, should have been Maryland, but, you know, they left the ACC for us. Duke in the final four. So it should be fun to recap that. ACC baseball is in full swing, and a lot of those guys are doing well. I, I think Florida State, was Florida State have a rough day, or did they win? Yeah, no, Duke BS 12 to 1. We're not discussing that <laughs> until a later day. I also, I also see what you did there, that baseball season is uh, in full swing. I, I like what yeah, you did there. Okay, right? So we'll have a lot to discuss about some spring sports. Again, mentioned that we are going to go to three times a week, so we'll probably do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show. Lucky for you guys, you get to hear some of your favorite hosts still. Drake will still be back on the Freestyle Friday, so don't worry, don't fret. He will be there. And if there are any breaking news stories that we just have to give you guys, of course, we'll make sure that happens. Drake, can you remind the folks of where they can find you and follow your work of course i will of course i will so everyone you can follow me at tally underscore underscore drake on twitter you can follow my co-host max moody at max moody 17 and you can follow us on any apple podcast stitcher spotify where you get your podcast from as well as our main twitter account at Knowles anonymous i gave up on finding out dave's twitter handle and just, you know that he's not he's never on it so you know whatever with that but please you know come by you know we're for the fans by the fans we're fans first 
podcast are second and third and content creators third. So swing by if you want to you know, talk about FSU and uh, we're always very uh, looking for content. So no doubt. Well, for Candace Cooper and for Jizzy Drake, we hope you guys have a great and safe weekend. Enjoy this holiday weekend. Make sure you travel safe. You do all the wise things so we can all get back to like complete normalcy until next time.